Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I remember back on our very first date in the backseat of my car. And to the sweet sounds of Kevin Buddy Wilson, and thanks to you, you the Just listener. One. Just the one. <laughs> We've had heaps. We've had heaps, actually. Thank you to people who've bought the shit merch. And, um, and uh, well, we haven't been able to take send them to you because it needs to be signed. And Dane Swan, is it an essential service for me to drive to your place and give you a box of stuff to have signed? No. I think it is. I, I'd say so. Fuck off. <laughs> I'll be able to just scat my tea. Easter Bunny come over. That's about it. Yeah, that's an essential service, though. No, that's what I said. Easter Bunny come over. He's an essential service. I'm full of, mouth full of chocolate now. Is that what you're eating? I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. How many um, skin folds at this stage, Dane, you reckon? Pardon? Hey, skin folds. Um, Skinny's are pretty good, actually. I would imagine. I've actually been trying not to gorge. So I know there will come a time when, like, when they're. When it hits winter and we're still in here and it's pissing down rain, now they go outside. That's when I'll start to mm. fatten right up. But like uh, Hansel and Gretel style, I think my missus is trying to handle it. Me. Um, but I'm not too bad. Like, yeah, I've been trying to do this. But I've probably been in more exercise now than I have in the last fucking four years because I'm literally looking for something to do. Like, I get death eyes when I sit on the couch for four hours in a row watching <laughs> TV. So, get lazy. How's Barney coping? Barney, Barney hates us. Yeah, I thought so. Cooper's not coping either. He's nearly 10. He's getting two walks a day now and he's he's ready to move out, I Barney's, think. Barney's 12. Barney walks himself to bed about 6 o'clock now. He just looks at <laughs> and goes, fuck off. I've had enough of you two for the day. Like, leave me alone. Because like, during the day when Taylor was at work, I'd be watching Taylor. He'd just wander downstairs and sleep all day or do whatever, you know, just, just chill. Now he gets annoyed by me and then I've had enough of him. He, you know, he goes, this with Taylor. Taylor annoys him so He's had enough. He, he cannot wait for this to be over. I'm sure. I've decided to go the opposite. I'm so bored that I think that maybe if I put on 10 kilos, I'll have something to do by taking it off. So I've just decided I'm just going to embrace Easter, get real chubby, and then it'll give me something to do when I have to take it off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, mate, online shopping, that's the fucking, that's the thing. That's the thing that needs to stop. 
<laughs> Who, you or Taylor? No, just in general, me. Like, cause <laughs> they, need, they need to only put essential online shopping services on because, mate, you get that board, you end up shopping your dick off and, Mate, you're gonna you're gonna end up. Mate, I'm gonna end up with. for that. Gonna end up with yeah, with about five thousand sets of new clothes, shoes, new year new wardrobe, like an actual wardrobe to put all the new clothes in. <laughs> like, I'm gonna get a taxidermy echidna and a bag of unicorns. Like, that's how. Like, like you get down the rabbit hole of online shopping, and then the weird thing is, you end up looking at all this random shit. Then it keeps popping up on your Instagram on your on your iPad because um, you've yeah you've, you've looked at it and obviously the computer knows you better than you know yourself. So who out of you and Taylor would would do the putting together of DIY furniture? Would that be would, would it be fair to say it's probably Taylor? It's, it's, it's probably more than fair to say. Yeah. Um, what about you, Ralph, in your household? <laughs> are, are you asking me if I have a decision in anything in my life? Yeah. No. Do you no, put furniture all. together or would oh, that be your wife? No, no. I, I, I just, Ikea is um is Swedish for divorce, isn't it? Like, it's just <laughs> nothing, there's, there's nothing worse. I got told about the best rod of all time, Flat Pack Man. He comes around here, plays for about 50 yeah. bucks an hour. It's the best value know. of all time. Tanya, that would be, that would, people Instagram live that or live stream, however you do that. Mate, you and your missus unpacking an Ikea, bo- an Ikea table together. <laughs> We did it once, and I got booted out of the room. I got told to leave. Get out. Yeah. Um, it would have been funny. People, people would have been highly entertained watching us go about her going off her tits at me, trying to like, put shit in, put the bolts in the wrong hole. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. And are you coping knowing where all the snacks are? Or is, I mean, Taylor's working from home now as well. So yeah, that she, makes, must make it hard. So, yeah, she still hides my food. Um, yeah, I've got chores written on the on this whiteboard now. That's now up in the, that's now up in the kitchen. Do you I'm get rewarded a, with food for doing your chores, Dane? Yeah, gold star sticker. <laughs> get, get, mate, it's like I'm in fucking preschool, primary school again. Like I got me chores that I have to do. No, I have to I have to cook twice a week. I cook tonight. Did you? What'd you cook? Uh, we had enchiladas tonight. Yep. So I cooked well that. Done. Yeah. You see um, mopping the other day too. The stairs? Yeah, yeah, that no, was um, yeah. I was after do that. No, I have to, I have to mop on the day. I have to clean. No, not mop. I have to clean on the days I don't cook during the week. Weekends is a free for all. So that's my. That's the only time I get off. Okay. So I, 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 I'm working harder now than I ever fucking did. It's not good. <laughs> right. It's it's crazy. And I noticed that you were downstairs and Taylor was upstairs and you were mopping the stairs. Was that just so that you guys couldn't? You could have some time apart because obviously once the floor's mopped, you can't. Yeah, I got stuck down there, but mm. I. Didn't have my phone on my iPad, so I was in a bit of a pickle. I'd actually. <laughs> when you do yoga. Oh yeah, uh, just just kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sam, am I reading between the lines saying that the way you've avoided going down Dane's rabbit hole of just buying lots of random shit is being broke? Yeah, I uh, yeah. yeah, correct. Unemployed, the unemployed life. And when I when I put up on Facebook, um. You know, looking for a job, welcoming any suggestions on what I can do for work. The amount of people that literally wrote to me and said, "Why don't you just wait for the government?" just shows me that there's a lot of like inner doll bludgers out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cheeky. Even if well, the people on those payments come through, it's not till May. So thank you, you make it. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you seen for the real world, Sam? Oh wow! What can oh. you report? I actually had um. 
four shifts. I'm not there anymore, so I can say four where shifts. I was. Four shifts. Yep, just four. Is that with four an F or S H I T S? Shifts. Oh, shifts. I was going to say, Jesus. Okay. Work shifts from oh, oh. seven till three at Woolworths Werribee. Yeah, I'm how was that? You that? That opened my eyes um, to a few things. One night that I was there, some we'll call him a gentleman for the argument's sake. Actually, I wasn't there. I'd finished at three. But the next morning when I got in at seven, it was talk of the town. This gentleman had been kindly asked to leave the store and he didn't want to. So he sat on the bench in the front of the store and lit up a cigarette and said he wasn't leaving until he finished his dart. What did he want? Toilet paper or something? I'm not sure entirely what he wanted, but he definitely didn't want to leave. That was the problem. And he said, no, I have a right to be here and oh. wanted to finish his dart on the front bench. What was the conclusion? Well, he got escorted out by the lovely men in blue mm-hmm. um, who seemed to frequent that place a fair bit. There's quite a few people that... You reckon there's some speed dial work there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they're there pretty quickly, actually. Also, probably they were actually, speed down there, too. Yeah, the police were actually um, hanging around in the car park, making, making sure that, like, you know, Sandra and Karen from accounts weren't coming down to have their catch-up at the shops. Like, particularly that one, most people these days are wearing face masks to the shops, and you get the odd person that kind of hangs around at the end of the aisle and goes, oh, hi, Karen, how are you? How are the kids? How's Paul? And have a yarn, but then there's people that tell them to move on. So if you're doing that in the in the car park, the cops are there and they're fining people and telling them to get on, get on home. Gee, that's um. Absolutely. Gonna, the, the one thing with with coronavirus is like, uh, surely that store would have made lots of calls to the cops in the past, and the cops would have gone, "Yeah, big deal. There's nothing we're going to do about it." Whereas at least now they've got an excuse to get get them out the joint. So yeah, absolutely. They'd be doing a little punch punch of the air. Yeah, absolutely. Good work. So that the highlight from the burbs? That was probably the best part, yeah. The tea room was really interesting, the t- as in like they loved the tea room. They loved to catch – that was the highlight of their morning, catching up in the tea room. good thing about Woolworths is you get like – I don't. I work for myself, so I don't provide this service for myself, but you get like bread, fruit, cereal. Like there's a whole array of stuff in the tea room that you can help yourself to throughout the day. Dane, you would love working at Woolworths. Mm, well – if this keeps up for too much longer, I may just end up there. Ooh, they'd love to have you, let me tell you. My Coles, is about, Coles is about 60 metres closer, so I'll probably go Coles. Yeah, okay. And would we stack shelves because that's what I did and my poor microphone holding hands are still mm. covered in cuts, but I quite enjoyed it. Bloody hell, bloody hell. So that's the suburbs, is it? Well, I don't know if, if Stonington's the suburbs, but there was two ladies the other day in the park when I was walking the dog Brought their full-length mirrors from home, stuck them up against the, no. the a tro- a, like a trophy, a fucking big statue, and um, and a yoga mat, and did yoga in that outside in the middle of the park for everyone. With he brought their full-length mirrors to the park. Was, <laughs> Why did they bring their mirrors? I'll, I'll have a look. Well, I'll imagine have a look at themselves um, <laughs> while I was doing studying their form. All right, what, well. else, what else do you use a mirror for? Um, Why would you bother carrying it all the way oh, there? Well, exactly. You have to get out your car. And no, they weren't like fucking little, you know, handheld mirrors. It was like a full one you would have in your yeah. bedroom to check his wardrobe out, like to check yourself out when you get dressed. So, full length. Yeah, full length. Well, that's, yeah, full length. It's, um, mate, it's, that was a sight to see. Um, but, so that's what's going on in my, um, but, you know, credits to Stonington. We are the number one. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you the hotspot. Yeah, we are number one for um, for coronavirus. Um, 
considering that, yeah, there's a million people at the dog parks every time I walk them past and people are bringing their mirrors out to do yoga um, and, you know, people are still chatting away. But, you know, that's why we've got to be number one at something. So can I just back, sorry, can I just backtrack a bit? The way you said to Sam, um, if this keeps going for a couple for much longer, I might have to do it. Does that mean that you might have had these type of conversations at home about, Dana, are you going to go get a job soon? No, well, Taylor's going to know where Taylor's going to be severely financially impacted because she's she's um she's still got a full time job. So Taylor she's a breadwinner. Look, Taylor's looking after the finances. I'm a kept man. So, <laughs> no one um, you're mopping all the time. Yeah, well, exactly. Taylor's looking up, sticking a broom up my ass and sweeping the floor while I'm walking around the house. How lovely for you. Uh, yeah. Um, well, no, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still got an income coming in just, but um. Well, listen. If things, if the if sports completely finish, um, maybe in trouble. The horse racing still going, so sports better still going. So that's all right. Uh, I'm just filmed something for film something the other day for a company. So um, listen, we're, I'm hanging on. But if if they if the world said, listen, there'll be no more sports, horse racing, or gambling or anything, well then, poor old Dana might be in a bit of a pickle. So he might have a coals. Coals stack. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Whatever, I, whatever I could. Might deliver pizza or something. Oh, that's well, a good idea. Yeah. Charge a premium to be delivered by Dane Swan. Mm, yeah, why not? Just with don't the eat bite. the pizza on the way. Make sure it's arrived. Yeah, I was going to say, with a bite taken out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Dane, you've still got your memories, whatever happens. And the good thing is on Twitter during the week, you put up, teams are in, was going to tweet them today, but was told I have a podcast, need to do them there, so I'll discuss who and why people made certain sides and why some didn't deserve to on Swanee and Friends. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, yeah, that was you, Ralph. You told me to do it on the podcast. This is... That was you. Can Hold I be on. honest? Can I be honest? I was reading the wrong tweet. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you oh, wrote, wow. seeing as now there's fuck I want to do at the minute, I'll make my two best sides I've played with. First team would be the best players I've played with on the field. Second, the team that off field and the most fun in around the club. Yeah. Stay tuned. So thank you for saving it for us. Yeah, well, there's obviously not much to do, mate. Um, like, I don't know how the footy shows are still... On I don't minute. know either, Dane. How are <clears throat> they? How is there still football shows when they're oh, not? It's got me beat. Oh, like even like I watch all like ESPN and stuff like First Take and Get Up and like all their sports shows are still going. Like I can only take about fifteen. And I love sports as much as like I go toe to toe with most people in the amount of sport I watch and, and love watching sport. But even them, I, even them, like about fifteen minutes in, I get fuck. If I hear one more thing about this draft or one more thing about this, like. I'm going to go That's pretty much all I got, isn't it? The NFL draft and Tiger yeah. King. Yeah, exactly. So I know what are we talking? What are, what are we talking about? About list sizes and hubs? Um, <laughs> it's just making it up as I go. Yeah. Well, and why not? Well, my opinion on list sizes well would be like I. Why do we have to have a certain amount of people on a list? What I think, um, like you have to cap it at forty-five or however many people on the list. If you you got a salary cap, if you want to run the gauntlet at the start of the year with thirty on your list and pay the better players extra and not have to worry about bring up, you know, try to um, you know develop these young kids who aren't very good because you know there are five to ten list cloggers on your list who you pretty much know aren't playing, like unless some dramatic dramatic happens, which is probably like me. I was probably a list clogger, but um, if you've got <laughs> if you've got ten million in your salary cap. You should be able to spend it wherever you want. If you want to add start up whenever the season starts or the pre season, say, so, right, I want 30 on my list. And if 
eight are in, if eight end up being injured, nine end up being you've got to play off twenty one. That's um, you get the same amount of picks in the draft as everyone else in the preseason draft. But um, if you want forty five, you want thirty four. Well, I think that's how they should do it because that would bring um, list management that and development into you know much more you know, important position. But could you also have then uh, just basic? And is this how the because I know you know your NBA backwards? Is, isn't it how the NBA works that you can get like ten game contracts and things like that? You could bring bikes from the burbs almost, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, listen, I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but I've always thought, well, you know, if you want to spend your ten million on thirty five players instead of forty five, well, you should be able to. But if all your players turn to shit, it's not no one's fault but yourself. You got to play with whoever you got. If you want 45, well, then you've obviously got a lot more to choose from. But it's a whole other element, doesn't it? Yeah, and and the hubs, I've got no idea. I, I, I don't really care about that. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to ask like you, though. Him. I do want to ask you, Swatty. If you got footage, that would be hard. Yeah. Yeah, if you're away for six weeks or something. Well, if you if you got a young kid, that would be very, very hard to get away. And then you have to come back. So, I mean, you have to quarantine for two weeks so you can't see him. That theoretically could be two months. Does I mean you have to go to another hub after that? So you might not see him for... Like if you play all your sides in that hub, you have to go off quarantine for two weeks and go to another hub and then go to another hub. So <clears throat> you want to see your family for four or five weeks. But So I would find it difficult. The young, probably single kids who are all just 18, 20, want a paycheck would probably love it. The older blokes would probably find it a bit harder. But in the end, all the players want to get paid, so they're going to do whatever they have to to get a paycheck. Mm. I, I do want to ask you about the assistant coaches, how it's going to be cut right back. Yeah. Do you think... Yeah, how do, you, how do you think that'll help or hinder football? Well, it depends who you are. It's not going to. I'll tell you, it's not going to help. Is the assistant coaches? That's <laughs> yeah, um, true. Well, well, the coaches and the footy staff, footy department. That's not helping it. But I might for the for the the guys who, uh, you know, as they say, there's the people who read the play, and there's footballers, and there's athletes who became footballers. For the the guys who are, are natural footballers who aren't super athletic or super gifted, but just can find the footy and do what they're good at, you know, like Sam Mitchell, Manny Prudis, like me to a certain extent. Guys who have naturally not come from another sport or and get taught with all these development coaches, they are going to have a massive, like their stock's going to rise because you don't, haven't got development coaches coaching the kids who are no good, who are just great athletes or great runners or can jump out the, jump out the building um, to develop three, four years to develop these guys. And the lists are going to be smaller. So um, from an early age, if you can find the footy and play footy without <clears throat> um, too much coaching, like you, you're naturally a good footballer or naturally get in the right spots, you're going to become much more valuable to the guys who you know, look great in training, look great in drills, can kick the ball beautifully, you know, in a, in a drill, sprint as hard as anyone to the drill, win all the running, um, you know, but once it comes to game day, they get oh, lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the blokes who are going to struggle because, unfortunately, clubs aren't going to have enough time to develop them or to pay them. So you've got to be looking for – so the game might slow down because athletes won't get enough, won't get as much opportunity as as the blokes who know what they're doing. But the coaching um, – well, coaches are obviously going to struggle. There might be four or five. That's it instead of 25. So who knows? At least it might simple. It might make the game a lot more simple than what it is. Like my last few years when I was playing, you're running out there going, shit, I'm, the ball's just been turned over. I'm starting, standing on half back. I'm playing in the middle. That's it. I've got to run to the – it's like a chess, but I've got to run to B7. And then you run to B7 and then, shit, the ball's just been switched oh, off to B4. And, you, you, you know, you're running, you're running around like a chess piece instead of 
you know, usually it's like, all right, the ball's there. I think the ball's going in. My man's there. I'm going to run with him. Um, you know, you just play off instinct, which why most players get drafted because they're very good at playing footy, not running up and down in a straight line. So, but who knows, mate? Who knows? They'll, f- I don't know what the rules are going to be. No one does. They'll figure that out when they figure it out and then everyone will adjust because they have to. They want to keep getting paid. Everyone's going to have to adjust. So you felt that the instinct was almost getting coached out of you at times? Oh, no doubt. Absolutely gets coached out of you. Well, did, well didn't. When um, uh, It's a tough one because once you become – it's hard because once you become good enough that you don't – not that you don't care what they say, but you've become that good like you, you, the, in the best midfielders in the league or the best forward, you have a license to run around and do what you want because you're good enough and you're going to get it 35 times. Well, you, you sort of – they sort of don't look the other way, but they allow some not chasing as hard or not doing this side because you're so good offensively. Where, you know, the other blokes have to learn and, and chase and, and figure out like that. They have to do pretty much complete opposite and, you know, the role players as they call them. So um, they have to, to learn from that. So, um, and then when you come into meetings, like the instinct is, like I said before, is, isn't teased out of you, but it's, you're taught to defend or to run in a certain way. And like if you're a winger, if the ball's, say, you've got, your team's got the ball, you you might automatically have to go and set up on the fat side of the ground to stop the opposition from coming out, you know what I mean? So you, as a winger, when you're a junior, pure instinct might be to still go and get involved in the play and try and sneak forward and get on the end of it. Where in the AFL, you might have to pull back and stop every urge in your body to go and get it which the game is football and everyone wants to get it to, to pull back and set up defensively. So that might come out of the game and everyone just plays on their instincts and they run around and, and try and get the footy and the best football team wins instead of the best structure. <laughs> and as someone once said, you don't win Brownlow's uh, with defensive pressure, do you? I haven't seen one yet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've got Sam to do a list as well, and I've done a list. Of mm. course, your list is the, the two lists, uh, are the two stars. And I asked our listeners... Who do you think would make one list and not the other, the off-field team of the century and the Dane Swan on-field team of the century? So I'll just read a few of those and you can decide which team you want to read out first. I'm not going to tell you which team I'll read out first. You can guess. Okay. Well, uh, from Nelson. Handles. <laughs> Fairly obvious, I would think. He wouldn't make uh, the, off, the off-field team of the century. Uh, from Pony, uh, Nick Maxwell doesn't strike a 161 revolver type of guy. Uh, from Daisy will be in both because he's from Druin, says Matt. Uh, Pendles, because he seems like a finish game, go home type of guy. <laughs> the one who can't be named because he was a required player at Pies. Nick yeah. Maxwell, play, uh, best players team. I thought he did a great job as captain. Uh Pendles, because he's not as loose. Getting a lot of Pendles think, Pendles, I love him, but doesn't think he has the humour levels. You can't be that good at footy and fun. Yeah, yeah uh, well. From t- <laughs> t- <laughs> I'll get you a review of these after I go through them. Uh, from 10, Bucks, straight edge. Uh, Pendles, interesting, Bucks. Uh, SP, body equals temple. <laughs> Pendles, best on field, not off field. Uh, you get the picture. All right. that, well, yeah, they're probably not wrong, but... That- <laughs> But mate, those guys are in the best side because they're the Bucks and Panels are probably the two best colonial players ever and um, they're very good at their job so they don't want to be with the shitheads like us. Um, <laughs> but in saying that, there's one who's in both who you'd probably be very surprised now. Really? With, with the, the off-field side, it's not all about who can go out and drink the most and fuck up and go on a five-day bender. And what are the, what's the criteria, Dan? Run us through the well, criteria. Billy. It's just a side that obviously like to enjoy themselves but – 
you know, they might be fun around the footy club and don't take themselves too seriously. And okay. like someone I got a lot of humour in at the footy club, you know, in the locker room, he was a guy who um, I found ent- very entertaining during, you know, at the footy club, not necessarily socialised. I might have socialised with a person a lot, but I I didn't go out with 22 blokes a, a weekend, you know what I mean? So it's you got to fucking come up with something. And it was just, I'm going to run through, I'll run through them and I'll let you know. So... Um, my first, so this side from the back one, yep. Yeah, uh, James Clement, you so you probably know what side he's <laughs> already. Stamp, yeah, um, so mean, so judgmental. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying these blokes are no, not about that. No, they're like every, like most. I wouldn't have put this way, I wouldn't have put a ship bloke in either side because I wouldn't have given credit either way. Okay, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put a bloke I disliked into either side because if I, I certainly wouldn't have put him in there in the off-field side because I wouldn't have hung around and I certainly wouldn't have put them in the good side so I wouldn't want to give them any credit they were any good. So um, if you're not in here and you think you did, I probably don't like you. <laughs> There's um, a heads up. But um, Ben Reid, uh, Ben Reid didn't invite me to his wedding so I nearly got arsehole but um, I realised oh I God. probably wouldn't have went anyway. So if you're going there. <laughs> uh, yeah. we're going to put Presty in the other back pocket. Yes. Uh, Heath Shaw, back flank. Nick Maxwell, centre-half back. Ben Johnson, back flank. Uh, Tomo, Dale Thomas on the wing. Me in the middle. Steele on the other wing. Half forward, Dane Beams, Trav, Cloak and Dids. Um, uh, What's that for? Pocket Madge. uh, Leon Davis. Leon Davis, yep. Anthony Rocker. In the ruck, Darren Jolly, Scott Penderbury, Nathan Buckley. On, on the bench, um, Brody, Burnsy, Crack, and Heath Scotland. Now, I'll go through. I'll go through the blokes I missed. I, I left out who were on the edge, and then I'll go through a bit about the side. Then I'll get in the other side. Yep. Um, so Reece Shaw, um, he was probably better at Sydney when I was, and I guess for this is blokes. During my time, so so I've got mm-hmm. guys like Trelaw and Jeremy Howe, but they come and Geordie Degoe. Trelaw and Howe, I'm pretty sure, came the year I hurt myself, so I played 40 seconds with them. So not uh, enough to judge. No, not enough to judge. And Geordie Degoe probably at the end of his career will be in that side, but I got him when he was useless. So, um, how no. useless compared to the way you rate yourself when you started? No, well, he was my Brownlow medalist if compared to the way I started. <laughs> but um, so Geordie would probably be, but he's missed out because too oh. young. Trelaw and Howe, I didn't play. I didn't play enough with uh, Tay Adams. wasn't you know one who would be considered, but was only just starting when I was there. So he missed out. Nathan Brown was stiff, but he would have come in for Reedy. Um, but um, no sack. We've got but he, no, but he doesn't. Wait, he's next. He's he's unlucky. He's very unlucky. Who do you take out of that back line? Jimmy, all Australian, Reedy, all Australian, Presty. Never said a word, but lost Stalwart. John O should have been all Australian. Nick, or Premiership captain, and Heath. And then on the bench, we got Brody, Burnsy, Andy Cracker, and Heath. So. Mate. It's funny to play with Andy Cracker. That, that surprised me just hearing that off the top. That was the one I didn't think he, you played a lot of footy with him. I played two, three years maybe. Three years, okay, yep. But he, 
he nearly won us the flag. He's a freak. He's wait, he's a my him and oh, Madge, the shit I used to do together training um, was incredible. Who's that? Uh, who, who with him and Madge? Leon. Leon yeah. Davis. <laughs> um, Jolly in the ruck over Brody just because really one, mm. well if you if I was doing a team today on their skill level like on Brody's obviously going to be if not the best ruckman that Collingwood's ever had and he's the best ruckman in the comp but I got Brody as he was young and starting out so ah. if I had a year with him the last couple of years he would be in front but Joel's won us a premiership and he was dominant in that year so he gets the start um Jimmy obviously two-time best and fairest the the, that he pretty much brought it in the hands in the back rule when he used to, you know, when he used to give it to her. That's you know, that's one of the just push, just get him out of the way and just take mocks on him. Uh, Presty obviously, you know, rarely got beaten. Didn't I think he was the only bloke in the. I remember he played two full games on the bench in a row. Didn't get on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And, and this obviously people did that back in the day. But this was like when I was playing when people rotated. He couldn't couldn't get on. Plenty of high knees around the boundary. Um, Heath and Heath and John obviously Heath Maxi John obviously you don't need to talk about them. Steel Dale me yes, Beamsy Trav did speak for themselves. Um, the rest of them all pretty. Leon Taz Pebs Bucks Pendles Jolly they all pretty much. You got a tall rover in Bucks. You what you reckon? <laughs> well, how tall is he? Six. Nathan Buckley. Yeah. How tall is he? He wouldn't be tall. Six foot, maybe? A rover? How tall? Mate, I'm not. You're, you're a rover in the under 10s. Right? <laughs> Nathan Buckley is 186 metres, or 1.86. 186 metres. Fuck, he is yeah. tall. <laughs> Told you. Uh, yeah. Um, is there any questions on that? That's pretty. You'd say uh, that's pretty stock standing. Nobody arguments out that one. Yeah. I was, I, if I've forgotten someone, someone please write in and tell me because. It's fair to say my I didn't I didn't study for weeks on this. I I picked most of them out in my head, then I just sort of went back and tried to think about blokes on my premiership side and blokes I play with and who I was in the Australian sides with. But um, that was that's pretty much a, a quick one. So Goldie unlucky. Um but he might make another side. Well let me just check, hold on. Um, oh yeah, so he he probably makes the better side. So we'll, oh, the better side. That was going to be my question, but we'll wait till the end. Okay, we can wait. Name till the your end. second side. All right. So now we still don't know what sides what here. Well, <laughs> no, we, we do. We don't technically, <laughs> but I think we've got an idea. Okay. I got right. some questions at the end. So yeah, name no, that's your fine. Yep, side. absolutely. Um, I'll I'll run through. So Marley Williams, in the back pocket. Oh, okay. Uh, Tyson Goldsack in full back. We're going to have Reese Shaw in the back pocket. <laughs> we delighted this. Heath, Heath Shaw in the back flank. Um, we're going to have Nick Maxwell at centre half back, which might shock some. Oh, okay. Um, Nick Maxwell. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, Benny Johnson um, in the back flank there. Dollar one. Yeah, exactly. Heath Scotland um, on the wing. Dollar one. Yeah, me in the middle. We're gonna have Dollar steel. steel on the wing. Uh, Leon, Leon. Uh, well, half forward. I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, Benny Kinnear at centre forward. <laughs> yes. Um, Alan Didak half forward. Dale Thomas um, in the forward pocket. Chris Tarrant 
full forward. Scotty Cummings. Oh, shit. Sorry. We're gonna, um, the man we can't name <laughs> in the full pocket. We'll beat that out. Yeah. Um, we're going to have Guy Ritchie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Richards in the ruck. Really. Uh, Brett McAffer in the middle, um, and Andrew Timotina is going to do a tagging role. <laughs> Um, Andy Cracker um, on the bench, Sherrod Wellingham well, on the bench, Jared Blair and Tommy Davidson. Um, they're, they're the, that's the 22, I'm pretty sure. Um, so we'll go guys who are stiff. So guys like, once again, sort of Geordie, Benny Crocker, Braden Maynard, those kind of guys, but very similar to the last side. Um, you know, I don't think a few of them will be like disappointed, like knowing, like that they look up to you, like Maynard, etc. Will, yeah. will be a little sad in the heart knowing that they didn't quite make uh, the team. They also still play, so I didn't want to upset the coach. Um, true, very true. And Croc's in Adelaide now, so um, we don't want to fuck his new career up. Um, <laughs> but so, but I didn't have long with them, so um, I went for longevity, like guy like Jared Blair and. Sharon and stuff like that, who I played with and, and won with. Um, so, Geordie Crock, Braden Maynard, just the fact they're a bit, bit young. Uh, ben, Benny Sinclair, Alex Fazzolo, Lockie Keith, Joshy Thomas, those kind of guys. Um, you know, unlucky, but you can't play with 25. And I went with Blairy, just um, probably had more to do with him than the others, but still got along really well with the other guys. Um, Licker. Paul Curia only become a good bloke when he retired. <laughs> so um, we 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 have we have a we have a um, a group chat or a past players now, and um, it's pretty much most of the past players who are on that li- who are in the second side and and liquor and only realised he was a good bloke when he retired. He changed, uh, so good on him. Um, so if we had had a, so. Now, if I had been doing it now with the blokes from Collingwood, he would be in the side, but he's not because he was a shit bloke when he was in when he was playing. Um, Andrew Yukovic is another bloke. Andrew Yukovic is another bloke in that. I don't, but I didn't play with him. He's in the in the good blokes past players, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't play. I don't actually play with him, so he misses out. Um, the poodle David King, the redhead. Um, I don't know why they called him the Poodle, but they did. Um, he was a running mate for a couple of years down at Willie, but just couldn't fit him in, um, like I said. Just repeat make... your bench again, please. Uh, Cracker, Davison, Blair. And Sharrod. And Sharrod, yeah. <clears throat> and um, one out of left field, Mark McGough. He was um, just for, you know, we don't know who wants to get sued, but 
the Aussie didn't turn up in Malula Bar, and we still we we we, <laughs> we 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 still don't know if he was the man accused of being doing what someone was accused of. But if if he come out and admits it, he'll be starting in the middle. <laughs> um, but um, listen, I don't want to be sued by anyone, or so we're going to just leave that there. But and you've left an incentive for him. That's what I like. Yeah, mate, mate. If he wants to come out and publicly admit what he done, or not publicly, just to me, he you know probably. He probably doesn't want to admit it to the public, but um, there's some strong suggestions that it was him. Um, we also Collingwood had to build Millborough Park, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, I haven't been back since. I haven't. Um, but yeah, so I won't worry about that. Um, so now let me now let me go through them. Um, I, so I tried to write some some quick notes. Um, I should probably do a leadership group too, but we'll we'll go we'll get there. Uh, Marley was pretty much my only friend at Collingwood uh, when all my others got sacked or or traded. Uh, in the end, I was like one of the the unpopular kids at school. I sit down at a lunch table, let everyone tell me to piss off or scram because anyone I got close to got the ass. So uh, Marley, me, Marley and me, yeah, become, become, <laughs> become nice, yeah, become good mates, and then they traded him. So. That was fucked. Um, so Goldie, just a good, genuine bloke, enjoys himself. Um, I think I got him suspended while he was drinking while he was injured. Paran. <laughs> I think he. Um, I think we were having a drink. Oh, it was, it was the year I finished. It was the year I finished. So I knew I was. I knew there was nothing I couldn't. They couldn't do anything to me. So I knew I was going to retire. Mm. Um, so I went down. It was when the dogs were playing. Us, I'm pretty sure. Well, what that's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> we're, having, we're having a drink, watching the pies. Then just going to have a couple, and then obviously you know a couple turns into a, a million. And then we were going back to Goldie's to have a few beers. And Goldie, I went, yeah, I went to get change or something. And then no, no, this was like six pm or something. It was after the Bulldogs final game because um, I went out one door to go to my joint. And then Gotti went out to the other door to go to the bottle shop, ran and walked straight into Bucks. And, <laughs> and and we got beat by the Bulldogs, so he wasn't he was pretty unhappy. So um got and he's just a good bloke. Um he lives in Adelaide now, so I caught up with him a couple of weeks ago. Good fun, nice to enjoy himself. Worked hard on the field, got the most out of himself. Um but yep. Reese, sure. Um obviously um I had some fun with him down at Willie. We had some epic Battles down at Willie and epic drives down at to Williamstown over the Westgate and um, chips and gravy before training down at down at Willie. Um, super super healthy, but um, you know Reese and Heath, I guess, just speak for themselves. Great blokes, Heath. And can, can I just ask you then, if you if you're picturing the Westgate when you're driving over it with him, um, what were the odds of him becoming an AFL coach at that stage? We went to well, Reese is an AFL coach, so I can't say too much, but. Um, Reese, man, no, me and him, me and him weren't driving together. We're driving against each other. Yeah, um, he was he was, in, he was in his red he was in his red Barina. I was in my Proton Satria. Uh, we, we used to hammer around, um, and I think him, Reese, and Heath, and that got us in trouble when they got into a blue at, at some pub in in the Cameron Cloak, and a few others got us. You know, blue. They got into a blue on like the Wednesday night. Like they went out the harp, I think, maybe on a Wednesday night. They got into a blue, got pepper sprayed in that on a Wednesday night. We had to come in to train like six a.m. Boxing was a nightmare. Um, I'm sure it wasn't recent. Fault. He's a 
He's a super. Um, no, probably wasn't Reese. A professional. He, I think he was chaperoning his stupid younger brother Heath. Mm. I think. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no, but uh, give me an odds. What were the odds that he was going to oh, be a coach? You could written your own ticket. Um, Heath, and Nick Mackerel's a surprise. Oh, sorry, yeah. I haven't got to Heath. Heath, so, no, so, yeah. him and him and him and Dids together, probably the funniest combo they should go on tour. The funniest combo you'll ever meet. They had us boys in tears of training, just the stupid stupid shit they would do, and I don't even think they knew what they were doing half the time. But just, uh, just as all the boys in GWS would know, that's why they were loving him. He's just a just hilarious, very funny man. Obviously, a star. No, Maxi. Um, so people see Maxi as the captain of Collingwood, mate. I played fifty games with him at Williamstown. So um, every Sunday night, you know, we'd have a few and have a good time. And Maxi around the, like, was just, he was a great clubman, um, and he didn't take himself too seriously either. Josh really enjoyed his company, had a bit of fun, and he he and it was more more. This is if you talk about it on the piss, like he was a great guy. Then we took the piss out of him a hell of a lot, like most people did when he was captain. Um, from who hated him, we give him the same kind of shit. We just liked him. Uh, couldn't understand how he was captain. Um, <laughs> but like at the end of the year, like he would go toe to toe with the best of them. Like he that he waited for, it and he would be there like five, six, seven days in a row till he could not go anymore. Like so, um, I, that's why Max is in there. Very good, good bloke. Everyone who knows him. I think he's a leader of culture now, so I hope he's changed from his Williamstown and <laughs> Williamstown days. Um, Jono, obviously, Jono, he's Scotland and, and me, nothing really to say. <laughs> um, Steele is another one who's super funny, um, hilarious guy, come out of his shell after the 2010 granny um, at Tramp. Um, <laughs> very funny you know man. No one that is, Ralph. <laughs> no, no. Have you, have you been to Tramp, no. Ralph? Take so, there, where is that? I've actually never been, but I know where it is. I've never been yeah. inside. It's on King Street. Nice. Just, a, just a late night venue, mate. You'd I, I, was pro- I was probably there with whatever it was called in the 90s. Yeah, late night. <laughs> I was going to say late night. It's probably early morning. Early probably morning. Probably yes. Early afternoon is probably better. Um, <laughs> very funny man. Like Great guy to have around the club rooms. Good for a laugh. Makes you laugh. Doesn't take he doesn't take himself seriously. He obviously works his ass off. He's super fit, but um, he's great on the drink. Has a good laugh, and yeah, he, uh, that's why he's in the side. Madge, um, right up my alley with our with our training efforts. Leon Davis, we're talking. Yeah, Leon Davis. Um, mate, we'd 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 do a two k. We'd run past each other four times, just laugh and go. Fuck, you're going past me now, righto. Then he'd slow down because he'd be knackered. Then I'd go past him <laughs> and we'd laugh and then we'd end up finishing the same anyway. Um, we'd always be at the back of the running and, and the drills. Um, so Madge was very good to train with because he, he's my speed um, on the track. Um, just used to cruise around, not get too stressed on the on the track, just not get too much of a sweat. Um, but, yeah, very good man, Madge. Um, yeah, so imagine there. Benny Kinnear, um, great team man. I think we won a flag at Willie. Um, so <clears throat> I guess him and Dimmer would probably. Him and Hang Dimmer. on, go back. I, you think you won a flag? No, I won, but with him. <laughs> right. It was all about me back then. Uh, Rocky, <laughs> so I don't really know who else was in it. But uh, him, him, him and Dimmer, we'll put them in. Dimmer's just a filthy swine, the Dimitina, Andrew Dimitina. He's a filthy man. <laughs> um, 
it is lovely, but um, <laughs> BK and Dimmer probably they were probably the early parts of the rap pack with John Otaza, um, all those kind of got John Otaza probably and and Dids, but BK and Dimmer were in the twos, so they were the mouse pack. Um, so, oh. <laughs> so so I joined the mouse pack with them um, because we obviously we had the same schedules, like you know. If the pies were out on a on a plane on a Sunday and we were playing on Saturday, we'd sort of get out and get together. Um, so them two are in there and they're in the they're in our you know um, past players thing. So they're they're good fun and, and great guys. Um, who am I up to? Um, did same Dale Thomas. We all know what Dale is. Um, he's a moron, so he's in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm we'll, looking at this forward line. I'm thinking, have you got? Camo, the person with a letter name, is that a deep forward or I'm all over the has, I'm all over the square or what? Pardon. Um, uh, Camo, Camo. Remember, he's, he's a decoy. Remember, right. he, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a big decoy. Yeah, Chris Tarrant, and Chris Tarrant. We don't need to talk about him. Same, same as John on it. Did Tarrant uh, make the team? Yeah, full forward, Taz. Oh, yeah, I, I'm just, I, just, I was just about to say him. Um, Taz stocks down. We don't really need. To know about him, um, come out, yeah, he's a decoy. Um, I remember he played Adrian Fletcher and Anzac Day and kept him to um, did fuck Dustin all. Come, yeah, come out had two handballs, so we need him to do that <laughs> and get get the um, get the third back, third up back away from Taz. Um, Guy Richards, uh, we lived together for about three and a half years. Um, I bought a house in Yarraville, Kingsville, and um, he said he was looking for a house. It would be, can you stay for a couple of months and, um, until he finds something? Yeah, no worries, mate. Three and a half years later, uh, he's still there. <laughs> hadn't paid a single piece of rent, hadn't paid a bill. I walked in and said, mate, listen, you don't have to pay rent. How's about you just go hard from the bills from now on? Two weeks later, he was out. So, <laughs> um, but obviously, me and him uh, lived together for three and a half years, so obviously he was going to make the side. Great guy. I don't know where he's in the world now, um, but um, a very fun man. Six foot eight, so he was hard to miss. Six foot seven. Um, certainly liked to enjoy enjoy himself. Um, you know, obviously I got along really well with him. Brett McAffer, um on is now. I think he's player welfare at the footy club. So um, that's that just shows, I guess, what high regard the footy club and the players think of him. Um, but same as the most of them on here. Really good guy. Um, good fun. Knows, uh, enjoys himself when he can. Um, makes mostly the right decisions. But um, yeah, good guy. Good fun. Um, yeah, so I plenty of nice with him. So he's in there. Dimmer, like I said, just a filthy swine. Great guy. <laughs> um, Andy Cracker. You know, I've got a really much story on him. Just fun. Just fun. Likes to enjoy himself. Good stuff. Um, yeah, Sharon, very funny, energetic kid. Um, had a lot of enthusiasm and was always upbeat, carrying on like an idiot, um, making people laugh. So I got along well with him. So he's in there. Blairy, just a good, solid bloke. I think if anyone watched that Collingwood doco last year, um, knows what a good bloke he is and just had a bit of time with him. Always had lunch with him before a game, like the day before a game and stuff like that. So, um Got a lot, enjoyed his company. And Tommy Davidson is the other one. He was he's pretty much um, – he was my running mate for a couple of years. He was the bloke we were going out Thursday, Friday night before the Willie. He was the one doing that with me. 
Um, so obviously he had to go in there. Yeah, he was fucking very talented, just injury prone. Um, he's very talented on and off the field. Um, who else did I say? No, you've got that. So yeah. you covered that. Who, who coaches who? I'm just trying to think of blokes who are unlucky. I've named them all. I've named the blokes who are unlucky, haven't I? Yeah, you yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. Who coaches? Um, um, we're going to captain – the B-side is going to captain coach ourselves. Okay. And who would that be? Um, give us a look. At, where's, where's my team going? Um, and, and just to clarify, Dane, who do you think the better team is out of those two? Well, I, I will. Um, well – so Maxie's at the bottom of the totem pole in this side, so he's certainly not captaining. Um, he's down the bottom. He's at the bottom of the totem pole. He wouldn't get any votes. Uh, I'd have to say the, the leadership group would probably be Johnson, me, you, Tar- Tarrant, Tarrant, and um, if we go one more, maybe uh, Dimmer. Andrew Dimmer team. Oh, God. And who's your coach captain there? Uh, I would get without the players vote. Well, you're, oh, okay, no worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably the, one the, of those. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, right. yeah. I, th- I think we'd rotate it. I think we'd rotate it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Listen, mm. mate, it's all it's all about um, unselfishness in that side. Mm. Um, the other one, the leadership group would probably be, or would be Maxwell Pendles Bucks, <laughs> and uh, probably Burnsy. Okay. And, that would be. Are you feeling yourself getting in trouble just mentioning those four names? No, no, no. Well, I can't fucking get. They can't yell at me now. What can they do? <laughs> um, no, but that's a leash. That's that's a that's a pretty so that good, is leadership a good leadership. Right yeah, that's solid yeah, leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that the other one isn't Dane containing yourself. No, no. Yeah. So that, 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 um, that'd be the, and obviously Mick and Coach because Bucks is playing. So <laughs> Mick, and coach, Mick and Coach. Perfect. Have you got a have you got an assistant coach in the B team? Someone, uh, someone that you got on with that was just that that sort of uh, guy who sort of clicked. Um, well, I think my um, footy, like Jeff Walsh, Greg Swan, and Neil Barn would be involved. Um, they're they're probably three of the best I had. Um, probably the three best I had at, at in my football career. So that that probably fit pretty well on both sides, to be honest. Um, assistant coach, shit. Um, Really stumped you there. No, I liked um, Brad Scott was good. I uh, got a lot out of him. What did you want out of a, out of assistant coach? Leave me alone. Yeah, not <laughs> him. Not ask questions. That's yeah, got a lob. I had Mark. I had Mark Neild, Robert Harvey, Brad Scott, Brad Gotch. I think Willie. Fuck, I can't. I'm sure. I'm sure I've got had a few. Alan Richardson. Maybe I'm sure I've had a few more. But the blokes who left me alone. Plum. Oh, the guy. Well, he said, "I want you to walk in and go. Have you got? I don't need to. I don't need to see myself getting an uncontested mark on the wing and handballing into a bloke <laughs> running past me. I'm not a moron. I understand. Like that's just what you do. If you've got some clips to show me that actually will benefit me or help the side, like three or four, that's fine. I'm not sitting. I mean, obviously, if you watch all your tape, I'd be there for an hour and a half. <laughs> so I certainly need that. Pick that up, please, Sam. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, <laughs> if you got, I'll be in, mate. You got another for me, guys. No, no, you're sweet. You're sweet. Perfect. That's how I like an assistant coach. Someone who just didn't sit there and go, "Oh, you've kicked it." No, oh, that's a nice, that's a nice, a nice spin on it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, we'll fight for the next one. Yeah, it was like that's just fucking useless. Well, they just and unfortunately that. Well, this might, you know, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs, obviously, but 
you know, it might cull a lot of this boring shit that you do. Unnecessary. Yeah, I understand it's good for the young kids who are learning the game, but once I got to a stage where I thought I was probably better than the assistant coach, I was like, well. (laughs) Scotty Burns was another one who was good. He was really good. He um, he was good, but um, my assistant coaches are all good because they're not they're not the asshole. You know what I mean? So mm. it's the coach who yells at you. The assistant we'll coach there. Bad cop. They're the good. Uh, yeah, assistant coach should be there to pick you up and go, mate. Listen, and I know what I know. He said that, but I'm going into bat for you, and you're going alright. Used if you fix this, mate, you'll be flying. No worries. So, but you know, I like the coach who just sort of just told me three or four things and get me on my way. My brain wasn't big enough to. To sit there an hour and a half meeting for with a normal one, then go to an hour and a half meeting for me line coach, and then go to another forty five minute one, an individual one. Man, it's just it's too much. <laughs> Brain was it's just too much. Mondays, you yeah, four hours of meetings. You're like, fuck. I forgot what the first one was about. <laughs> that was the one with the coaches. Yeah, and that was my, that was the main one with the coach. You're like, shit, I forgot what I was about. Then you come up to your Tuesday training and go, mate, remember that thing? Like, oh, man, fuck. To be honest, I don't. <laughs> I have no I idea. Got, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I really. I didn't know. I was in fifteen hundred clips on the weekend. I didn't know. The, I didn't know the game went for that long. But, <laughs> that, that, didn't you take into account how long it took them to edit it for you? Oh man, they got a. They got a bloody. I'm sure they have an app or like they've got a program now that does it all for you. They don't have to do anything. Yeah, fair enough too. Hey, we should thank Paul Gardner, who's uh, who's been uh, got, kind enough to put this together. Former D's president, and uh, he he does uh, does. Um, the racing podcast that I do, which is Year Round Carnival, and we're just bantering before hey, you came hey, on. Hey, 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 hey. Pick, pick that up. Well, I saw Tom Davison, uh, Davidson. So there you go again, Riches. So he was he was drafted the same year as you. Yeah, before me. Number twenty seven. Just looking at it here, because uh, speaking of Paul with the D's, we managed to have Luke. Mullen, Steve Armstrong, Aaron Rodgers, and Brad Miller just before Dane Swan at 58. So you should thank us even more. Your life would have been a bit different if we had a said at 55 you. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I would hate you. <laughs> even, even more. Uh, now we asked uh, we asked our listeners uh, for some um, some dob themselves uh, young selves in because this has taken uh, most of this show. What we'll do, we'll save them because now Sam's you've given us a, a nice photo to put up this week. <laughs> Good lord, from you from back in the which, day. Which one? Oh, on, on, on the um, on the, on the, on the um, good blokes on our past players thing. Someone just I think Del Santo just revealed a hilarious story about Chris Tarrant. It's probably why I was in it. He got drafted. He read the exam, wrote "Go Pies" on it, and walked out. That was Chris Town's reaction to being drafted. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, Sam, uh, Sam, you got a top ten list? Look, I've got an interesting top ten. I think that the top. Um, so, just to clarify for the listeners, my task this week from Ralph was to put together the top ten of people or celebrities, or famous people that I've interviewed or worked with. Yeah. And I just it's feel like Sam's team of the century. Yeah, well, my team of yeah. my work. But the, but the top ten is interesting because a lot of these people have become my friends, so now I don't feel like I can't really put them, I don't want to number them because they're my friends. So I'll give you from – Like a leadership group. Yeah, well, I'll give you from ten to five um, that made the top ten, but I'll, I won't number them within that uh, ten to five. And then I'll give you the top five in order and their reasoning. So rounding out the top 10, 
we've got Miguel Maestro, who's obviously uh, king of the jungle, and he likes to let everyone know. Uh, Sir Ian Botham, um, who we know I interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Dante Exum, who played Utah Jazz, now at Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Peking Duck, the boys, because they now have become my friends after I, I met them through interviewing them and now they're good mates of mine. I love them to bits. And rounding out that top ten is, is a, one who's a bit left of centre, but that's Emma Wiggle because I Who's met Emma her Wiggle? and she, Emma Wiggle. She, so you wouldn't know her. And this is what I thought oh, when I, I posted that photo on my Instagram, the amount of people that contacted me about the fact that I had a photo with her is one of the most popular photos that I've ever yeah. had and from who people that I didn't it? even think that would know who she is. She's the yellow Wiggle now, Dane. So you wouldn't know because you don't have kids. But And her and her last name's Wiggle. What are the her last name's Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Isn't it? She was cast well. Yeah, so she rounds out my top ten because she's super lovely and super, and like, honestly, the people that came out of the woodworks and messaged me and were like, holy shit, you've got a photo with Emma Wiggle. And they were like, the biggest Aussie bloke you've ever come across. They were like, jealous. Was outrageous. So they they round out the top ten. But coming in at number five uh, would have to be Brett Lee. And I think that that is because. Purely he got bumped up to number five because when I interviewed him and worked with him was in front of a, an Indian crowd and I've never heard a crowd like it. They literally were like grown women and men were falling over themselves and fighting security guards to get close to him. He is one of the biggest superstars in these people's minds. It's outrageous. So he had a huge um, audience reaction. Number four, for a similar reason, I actually had no idea who this guy was and you may not know who he is. Uh, I had no idea who he was after our first interview, but I quickly researched him between interview one and interview two. Uh, Brian Habana, who is a massive rugby player from South Africa. Like I said, I had no idea who he was. I left a very short window when I said, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Habana, thinking that no one would also know who he was. And the crowd was deafening and he is one of the funniest loveliest guys I've ever met he was fucking awesome and he is a bit of a rock star uh number three this one is in there and some people would think that it'd probably be a bit higher but I actually didn't work with her that much um I shot a film clip with her but we didn't have that much contact time so that's why she's coming at number three I don't feel like I know her and that is Beyonce. I mean, one of her, yeah. Ooh, pick that one up, Dave. They've got to be big, bloody. Yeah, um, one, and two, one and two are big. So Beyonce, I would have put her higher, but I, yeah, like I said, uh, we filmed the video clip for her in a um, pub in Brunswick, but I literally was. Had, Beyonce was once in Brunswick. Yeah, she filmed her full album. Oh, yeah, when was, yeah, when she was on the Mrs. Carter tour, um, they were staying in Melbourne, obviously, and they filmed a lot of that album here in Australia, so either here or Sydney. Um, most of it was done, like, in Brunswick and that kind of area in, like, pubs and stuff. And I didn't spend that much time with her, if that makes sense. So that's why she didn't get – like, I haven't had a conversation with her, you but I technically you know? worked for her. Oh, so you, didn't actually, you didn't say hello? No, I said hello. She's the same height as me. said hello, how are you going? Like, ha- Did she give had- you much or – she was very uh, quiet, reserved, shy, whether she was in the zone, I don't really know, but she was just very pleasant, very lovely. Hi, thanks for coming. Lovely to see y'all, like all that kind of stuff. Like, how are you? Like, didn't have a proper conversation. I didn't interview her. I just worked for her. So she still makes a list because she's a superstar and lovely. She's the same height as me, which is interesting because I felt like because she's such a big star, she should be huge. But 
Um, anyway, she's number three. Number two, um, probably one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And I thought beforehand I had a preconceived idea that he was a bit of a tosser. That's Novak Djokovic. He is yeah. fucking yeah. hilarious. Um, really good with kids too. We did kids tennis day for the Australian Open and he was um, just lovely, down to earth, just like a run-of-the-mill guy, really welcoming, really lovely and loves kids. So he was really easy to work with and really funny. And my number my number one um, is one of the biggest superstars and his entourage and my whole experience interviewing him and working with him was like life-changing and I still get a bit giddy and that's Triple H, um, Paul Levesque from – WWE he when I went to interview him he they were in club 23 in the little side room what's normally the VIP room I didn't actually know he was in there he was all suited up sitting in the background very much like Scarface just sitting in the kind of in the background and uh three of the girls were there and they were yapping about and we we're trying to get them ready and I kind of just snapped at them and was like girls we've got stuff to do this is what's going to happen rah, rah, rah. and then he kind of just coughed in the background and they all kind of snapped into line as if the principal had spoken and when I turned around and realized he was in the room I was almost embarrassed that I'd like spoken to these girls in this way I was like oh my goodness Matt the pull your head in this is royalty and then afterwards he wrote an email to my boss from WWE saying how impressed he was with my work and so it was just a full like schoolgirl um fangirl moment because he was just this enigma in the background. He was so lovely, so down to earth, and he sent an email to say how great I was. So he rounds out my top ten. What a pro. What I a know. Pro. I yeah. had no, I was just absolutely speechless and I don't really get starstruck by many people, but he was just so lovely um and kind and not what you see in the ring. Um and he's a very, very, very wealthy, very famous, very huge businessman in what he does. So there you very, go. very nice work, Sam. Well, that's our hour, and we want to thank uh, everyone who's just listened to what we do. Um, and uh, and Dane, uh, that's that's probably the most amount of homework in a year and a half. From that on, so rest up. Like I said, if you've got some uh, teenage confessions you want to put up, we're going to put up photo Sam during the week. Oh, already put on a Dane, and we uh, we've been uh, we've got some absolute gems for next week, which is good because let's face it, we're probably going to need some content. And uh, hopefully, we've given you uh, given you just a bit of a, a sideline at the moment because uh, uh, a few people are doing it tough. Let's face it, and uh, and things are a lot of fun. Think of Dane. Think of Dane, basically. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because if this continues much longer, he's going to be stacking your shelves at Coles. So, right, yeah. Or Woolworths. Which one's closer again? Uh, Coles is closer to him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. And when's and, and you're sure it's not a central service? I can't bring the merch over. Oh, mate, no. Oh, I could want to be quick. How many? How many? How much is there? There's a box. Oh, leave it out of the front, and we'll see what happens. Dane, have you got a joke? I've really <laughs> yeah. missed your jokes. Yeah. Uh, no, I've done too much research. I'll have one tomorrow. <laughs> I'm all out. All right, next I'll time. One, I'll, have next, I'll have one next week for you. It's hump day. It's one of your friends. Wait, hooroo. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.